Hey everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back again to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. You've got it all right here on this episode. Mom reviews the soccer sitcom Ted Lasso. Hi-yo! It's a a sitcom? I didn't know that. (laughs) Okay, well, this should be an interesting review. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? What did you think Ted Lasso was? Well, I'll tell you when we get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm doing good. Got quite a response to uh, last week's podcast. I I think every member of the family uh, reached out to me. Yeah. Um, well, I think they could feel your passion and your and your pain. So that's lovely. It is. It is lovely. Um, uh, Anna's mother was in town visiting. Uh, she got in one day after having been out and about, and she said, "Oh, I started listening to your latest podcast. Starts off pretty raunchy, doesn't it?" She did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> well, since she's not a faithful listener. Um, I'm going to only have to count that halfway. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, she didn't like I did. You know, I don't know what I'm going to say when I start off most yes, I shows. Um, well, I, and I decided to say, yeah, what we did, it was a little <laughs> raunchy. And I have to say there was an objection from a family member here who wanted a retraction immediately. And that is dad. Who does not crap his pants? Oh no! Uh, he does not. Okay. Well, he spends a lot of time on the toilet, but he doesn't crap his pants. So I just wanted to clear that up for him. Okay. Good. Uh, what's going on with you, Mom? Well, a few things. Uh, I wanted to tell you. I did go to Arnie's for my. I'm doing my farewell tour of. Uh, getting ready to mask up and stay home. Not that I ever really got out and about very much, but uh, I did go to Arnie's for my last cheeseburger of the season. Uh, I combined it with getting a haircut, and they have already turned over to their fall hours, which open at 4 o'clock. Uh, oh really? Wow! And when do they close? Uh four <laughs> thirty. I don't, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. But no ice cream if you want some in the afternoon. You have to go up to Dairy Queen, which now we know isn't really ice cream. It's now we know that. How do we know that? Oh, it was in all the papers. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what is it? Tuna fish. No, no, it isn't tuna fish either. It doesn't have enough fat in it to be considered ice cream. Oh, see, it's good for you. It's too healthy it to no be considered flavor. ice cream. <laughs> it, it has no flavor. Well, that's because you have them grinded up in the blizzard machine with a bunch of Reese's Pieces or something. Yes, such. that's right. That's your specialty. I, I'm a purist. Uh, so anyway, that was a little disappointing to see. <clears throat> but I did enjoy my cheeseburger, and so that was that. Um, I I went to the supermarket 
I wanted a few things, and I got in the quickie line. Now, I have to say, I do try to adhere pretty much to the 14 items or less. If I have 16, I just hold my head high and let her rip. So well, I had about... So, you, so when you say you try to adhere to the 14-item limit, what you really are saying is you don't care. <laughs> it sounds like. No! But well, I'm you not just immediately contradicted yourself. I said try. Didn't I say try? Oh, well, you know, typically try. trying involves <laughs> trying. <laughs> well, I do try. Mm. All right. So I get in the quickie line. I have about six items. Oh, wow. So today (laughs) you're in the clear. So do you take that eight items left over and parcel that out over your other trips to justify your uh, rule breaking? No, because that would take a lot of memory (laughs) that I just don't have the time for. That's right. Your attitude is just, fuck it, whatever. I forgot. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Well, it's like when you used to help yourself to a candy bar on the way out. And I, I have I, never I, done that. Yes, you did when you were when you were about three. I used to take you through, and we'd get out, and I'd be unloading the groceries, and you'd have a candy bar in your hand, and I'd say, "Oh crap, I'm not going back in. I'll pay for it next week." And then next week, you would steal another candy bar. Well, because you taught me that it was okay. Well, I didn't teach you that it was okay, and you. You did that all on your own. You know, I have a lot of balls in the air. Yeah, I know. I know. You're uh, you're busy breaking that uh, too many <laughs> items rule. Uh, so you can't pay attention to my shoplifting. It's really anything goes when it, once you step inside the doors of that supermarket. Huh? The rules of society don't apply to you. You're spilling blueberries everywhere. You're breaking the quickie line rules. Boy. What a disgrace. Okay, go on. Tell the right. tell the listeners more about your supermarket crimes. All right. That's your crime. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. So, the first woman in line. Now these I don't consider myself elderly. Okay. So, just we'll start there. Okay. So the first woman has about four bags of stuff and she's fussing and futzing and I I really don't know what's going on but there's something wrong with her credit card and she's not putting it in correctly and she's really holding up the line and then she wants to go over her receipt there's a apparently there's a blank spot in her receipt and they're trying to figure out what that is and mind you the clerk is probably, I don't know how old you have to be. Yeah. I would have said he was about 12, but he's probably 16, yeah. 15. Yeah. And and the, the problem is there's a blank spot on her receipt. You know how sometimes there is like a blip in there? Yeah. So this kid's getting on the phone to National Cash Register right away he's, to sort this out. He, is acting like he doesn't even speak English. Uh, you know, he's saying nothing, and she's saying, well, this is a cantaloupe, and this is... Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they get that all settled in some fashion, and she leaves, 
but she's left two bags of groceries. So now he's getting the manager and uh, oh, I just she leaves her she groceries. Leaves and she leaves. Well, she takes two bags with her and leaves two bags behind. And when he starts ringing up the next person, he realizes she's left two bags. He calls the manager over and the manager takes the bags and wanders out in the parking lot and comes back several minutes later with the same bags. And I, so I just think, all right, let's move on to the next one. He's been out in the parking lot all that time saying, groceries, I got groceries. Anybody lose their groceries? <laughs> Everybody's, who's this madman in the parking lot? <laughs> so the next woman Uh-oh. has her items go through mm-hmm. and says, oh, could you get me four gallons of water? <laughs> and I said, what? She says this to you? No, to the, to oh, the, okay. to the cashier. <laughs> four gallons. Just, oh, could you grab that for me real quick? Oh, could you get, and I, I really, I just, I just said, look, you know, I'm doing right here today. And this is, this is the thanks I get. He calls over the manager who goes and gets four gallons of water and she now is not making eye contact with me at all. Now, she's frantically trying to make eye contact with me when the first lady was going through her crap. Mm -hmm. To be like, can you believe this? Yes, yes. But I'm just saying, all right, you know, things happen. Uh, Oh, yeah, that sounds like you. I know. Well, it was it was an effort. It was an effort to change a little bit. Uh-huh. So somebody eventually comes back with the four gallons of water and she is just trying to get out of there as quickly as she can now. So the guy, the, the kid says to me, how are you doing today? And I said, well, I'm kind of irritated with that woman in that was in front of me and she turns around and comes back and says, what, Um, what? And I wouldn't make eye contact with her. I just thought you'll fart, go home and drink your water. So I thought I behaved very well. That's that's it. That's a good, well, aside from complaining about the woman while she was still in earshot. Yeah. Well, that's not my fault. She well, could just have easily not had good clearly. hearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to demote you to a silver medal for this particular performance. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it because at least I didn't say to her, what the hell do you think you're doing? If you forgot something, you get out of line and go get it. Well, you I mean, out. yeah, if you forgot like, oh, ooh, can you grab me a plum or something, you know, actually right. quick, that I can understand. <laughs> Poor gal. Four, too. It can't be a single trip then. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem here. I got nothing to do. I got all frozen items melting all over the conveyor belt. <laughs> but you just take your time. Ugh. How long did it take to retrieve the gallons? And was it two trips? Or was the manager wise enough to bring uh, a friend with him? 
let me think. It was, it took about, I would say it took between four and five minutes. What? That's a long well, time. I know. Because who wants to go get some old bag, four gallons of water? Uh, you think if, if it were someone young, it would have been a pleasure? <laughs> no, I just think Listen. they're probably thinking the same thing. Why do I have to be lugging four gallons of water for somebody that, <laughs> quote, forgot them? Yeah, whoops. Oh, oh, I forgot the heaviest, biggest pain in the ass right. thing. Could you grab that for me? Yeah, that's what charms me about the story. Yes. Yes. There's nothing charming about this story. <laughs> And maybe, and maybe, could you have them shuck me eighteen oysters? And uh, <laughs> I'll go. wait right here while yeah. you go do that. Oh, so you know, my faith in people hasn't improved much. Yeah. Okay. Well, it never will. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I don't think it's in your disposition. Now, you told me you had a family. Wait, question. what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't think you are disposed. To think of people differently. Mm, I'm going to have to think about that. I'm not sure if you're insulting me or not. But I didn't do this. Somebody else did it. <laughs> I know, but most people would not, would choose to just move on with their lives and not care, you know? You So you wouldn't care. You wouldn't go home and say to Anna, Oy vey, Oh, two sure, women. I'd- I'd say something, but I would not almost start a fight at the supermarket. And I think if someone wanted, you know, if someone wanted their four gallons of water, I wouldn't have it reflect on my faith in humanity. (laughs) I'm not pulling it out to the big picture every time I encounter some of the foibles and whatnot of my human being. Yeah. All right. But uh, I do agree that this was very annoying behavior. Yes, I thought so, too. The two of them. I mean, step out of line and look at the first lady. Step out of line, look at your receipt. You can always go over to the uh, courtesy counter and get something taken care of. They're very, you know, helpful with that. Well, I am. I may be even more amused by the first lady who is fixating over this printing, slight printing error on her receipt. You know, doesn't want to be swindled. Oh, did I, I did. You make me pay for something I didn't get, and then leaves right. half her groceries on, right. on the counter. Talk about penny wise pound foolish. <laughs> Can you imagine going home, though, and saying, I know I bought hamburger. Yeah, I- well, she probably went home and said, I knew it. Those swindlers at the co-op. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, she that's feels totally funny. justified now. Look at hamburger helper. That's not in my bag. Ah. Oh, hamburger helper shouldn't be in anybody's bag. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> I don't even know if they still make it, but ugh. Okay. Now, what's your family question? All right. Here's my family question. I sent a message uh, to Jenna. My sister. Your sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she is the authority on ranch dressing. And when I went to buy some at the supermarket, there's ranch dressing and there's buttermilk ranch dressing. Mm. So I messaged same thing. her. Well, it has it's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually buy the Good Seasons Italian packet and you know mix up your own 
so this was you make uh, ranch dressing with the Italian, and this is quite a recipe. How is that accomplished? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Let me finish my sentence. I was going to uh, adventure out of my comfort zone, okay, and try some ranch dressing. Uh, but then, when I saw there's two kinds, I thought one of these has to be a no-no, right? There's so <laughs> why why can't they both be legitimate dressings they have two different names <laughs> okay proceed all right so i messaged her and i didn't hear anything back and i realized this isn't a vital question but yeah. then i still didn't hear anything by the next day so i messaged her again and it didn't say delivered so i waited about an hour and then i messaged brooke and said brooke is jenna's uh, partner and i said is jenna okay and then i said don't tell her that i asked and then he said oh she's camping so she doesn't have oh, any that's right well, I didn't know she was camping. Yeah. How did you know? Oh, I talked to her the other day. So I didn't, you know, but I thought, I don't know if messaging Brooke was like uh, a no-no or... Oh, I see. I think that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Was he, yeah. he, he wasn't peeved by it, was he? Oh, no, 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 no. They just don't come any nicer than him. Yeah. But uh, um, uh, I thought, oh, you know, I, I don't know all the etiquettes for these things. And maybe that one was over the line. I'm not sure. So um, and it was about but it was about dressing. So, it was, you know. Yeah, it, it was about dressing. So what does that what does that even mean? Well, it was really not that important, oh, but okay. I didn't. You weren't hear saying there's like a special etiquette for dressing related matters. <laughs> no, not that I know of. Especially inane ones like this. Buttermilk ranch is the same thing as ranch. It, ranch has buttermilk in it. That's my understanding. Well, I'm telling you, there's two different bottles right next to each other. Same and they're brand? Not... Yes. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. But I can't imagine what the difference is. Well, we may never know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess one of them has buttermilk in it and one of them doesn't. But I <laughs> thought, oh, I thought ranch had it. I don't know. But what do I know about ranch dressing? Right. That's not your dressing. That's Jenna's dressing. Yeah. Okay. What is your dressing? Um, whatever Anna puts on the table. I, I don't really like ranch. It's too heavy. Um. Uh, I want the minimum amount of added substance to make the um, lettuce and spinach, etc., slide down my throat. Because I'm not, there's no dressing that's going to make me enjoy the salad. So I really just look at the salad as a duty that I undertake uh, with well, pride for my health. <laughs> well, I remember meeting you one time at college and. Yeah. You you had a big bowl of yeah. peas and something yeah. all mixed together, and you just ate it like it like you were a cow eating out yeah. of a trough, just to eat vegetables. And I, just, yep. I just 
you didn't enjoy them, you didn't hardly chew them, and then they were gone. That that remains my approach. Don't you like any vegetables? I, yeah, I like them fine. I just, I don't love them. Um, and a salad is, I mean, I often ask for salad for dinner, and Anna actually makes a salad that I do like with apples and whatnot in it that's uh, it's pretty good, but it's still like, you know, I'd rather be eating a hamburger, but, um, you know, this is being an adult. I eat salads and whatnot 90% of the time so that once in a while I can have something a, a little quote-unquote extra and not feel like I'm destroying myself. I eat pretty healthy, I think. Uh, but oh, no, I, I think don't, you eat very... I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Okay. You know, all right. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, bean sprouts, yay! Oh, they're so. Oh, aren't these tasty? Oh, Mother Nature's treats for us. No, I. But, but I try to stay alive for my kids. Is basically why I do it. Okay, that's fair enough. I mean, that's, that's not why I did it in college. But... Well, why did you do it in college? You know, just to be. Well, you know, when I was a teenager, I was really worried about being fat. I felt mm. fat. I was a pretty chunky middle schooler, as I now realize so many, you know, you never notice the other kids changing as much as yourself. Of yes, course, but it's a phase. Everybody goes yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really concerned about um, being heavy. And now, like, now I eat healthy to be healthy, right? Not because I'm afraid right. of something, um, but... Yeah, I was worried about being fat, and, you know, that worry was not healthy, and that was all silly, but it did, like I said, it did lead to um, more healthy uh, eating habits over the long run, and the mm. anxiety, which is not helpful and not great for your waistline either, by the way, um, that sort of went away over time. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's not like it was a complex or anything. I'm not like, oh, woe is me. It's just that's, I think that's why I did it. Uh, so that's really what's been going on here. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we found something to talk about anyway. Should we move on to our review? All right. I do want to talk about the end of the White Lotus, but because uh, listeners may not have uh, seen it all yet, um, and I don't want to spoil it at the top of the show, what I thought we could do, Mom, is do our review and the recommendation, okay. and then at the very end of the podcast... <clears throat> We'll talk about um, the end of the White Lotus. So if you don't All want right. to be spoiled, um, you can stop. You can just stop there. Yeah. But I think you should. I think you should make fun of everybody that hasn't seen the end, as you did me. <laughs> well, why did you wait so? Anyway, we'll talk about it later. We're right forgot. now, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Ted Lasso now, and we'll hear all about the end of the White Lotus later. Ted Lasso for now. Let's go. Now in its second season, Ted Lasso stars SNL alum Jason Sudeikis as an aw shucks, gosh golly, American football coach who moves across the Atlantic to coach soccer, or as the sport is more commonly known over there, British American football. But a passion for sports is not required to watch Ted Lasso, which is less about the game of soccer than it is about personal growth and what ineffable mix of conditions we need in life to achieve it. Here's a clip. No teammate has ever made me feel as bad about myself as Jamie did. Okay, look, Sam, I understand your anger towards him. Right? It's not him. Like, I'm mad at you. You didn't even talk to us about it. Honestly, Sam, I didn't think there was anything to talk about. I told Jamie it wasn't going to happen. Oh. Oh, now no, I feel awkward. I bet. 
Did everybody see me when I stomped off the pitch in the beginning? No, no one saw that. Yeah, man, everyone saw that. Come on, of course they didn't. Coach, I'm so sorry. It's okay, Sam. All right, you are a leader on this team. I want you to speak your mind. Thank you. Mm -hmm. hey, you know, my father says every time he sees you on TV, he's very happy that I am here. That I'm in, in safe hands with you. Well, that means a lot. I appreciate that. You know, I still gotta make you run a bunch of laps though, right? Oh, I was hoping you would. Okay, all right. Keep going. Thank you. Yes. Ted Lasso is available on Apple TV Plus, or ask your local neighborhood nerd to help you steal it. Mom, <laughs> did Ted Lasso have you screaming, Go! No. Care to elaborate? Uh, I watched most all of season one. Okay. So that I would have a really good footing to talk about this. Okay. Um, Did you watch the two episodes of season two that I sent you and which are the only episodes I have seen? Uh, no, and I don't think it matters. <laughs> Great. Okay. You know, okay. I sent you those episodes. Okay, whatever. So I have seen the first two episodes of season two and nothing else. I just jumped and into I season two. I know what the show is really about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Go ahead. This is the most tired premise. <laughs> it appeals to, and Merrick likes it. Merrick likes this show a Everybody lot, but, likes this show. And we I have... have no idea why. I have no idea why. <laughs> it is, you. I, I don't even have any expectation that something is going to happen. It's like a, a it's like a it's like a soap opera for men Ooh. that like soccer. There's just nothing. There's nothing. There's a there's a <clears throat> an occasional heartwarming moment. Uh, you know, bring a little tear to your eye. Mm -hmm. But for the most part. It's about some. It's about a woman that wants to ruin her husband, the the soccer team she's gotten in the divorce settlement, and Ted Lasso is a pawn for uh, doing this. And that's that's what this whole that you've seen this a million times. And <laughs> you've seen that premise a million times. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Divorcee wants to ruin her ex-husband's uh, soccer team, so hires uh, an American coach to ruin Because the it's the one thing her ex-husband loved, and so she's going to ruin it. But that's just where we begin in the story. Well, it's sort of the premise for the whole story. Well, but she... Uh, she Ted wins... I mean, I... <laughs> I do know what happens in the first season, so I know that Ted wins her over. And oh her... yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, he wins her over, and the, the everybody hates him on the team, and they yeah. have a nice nickname for him, and they chanted, and he's going through a divorce, and you, and then she comes and makes a visit and you're saying, oh, this is going to be like a fairy tale. And it's exactly what you think is going to happen happens. There's mm -hmm. no there's no uh, surprises here. 
Yes. Uh, I also found the story to travel in a pretty direct straight line in the episodes that I watched. Yeah. And so I don't know what the fascination with this show is. Do you know what it is? I think I do. Um, so this is a show that I, I, we've been avoiding because uh, I didn't really want to talk about it. It didn't seem that appealing to me. I, I, not that I had seen something I hate. It just seemed boring. Um, but everybody's always talking about it uh, online. And, oh, it's this it's the nice show. I love Ted Lasso. It's, you know, the one breakout hit on Apple's crummy. God, like we needed another streaming service. Thanks, Apple. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we've been avoiding it. However, we've been grumbling on the podcast lately about how, boy, we got nothing to watch. And we've got True. people sending their suggestions in on the mailbox. That's popmom at ological.net. And now people are starting to say, like, hey, you say you got nothing to watch, but I sent you something before. We we had someone email and said, I'm going to resend uh, a recommendation I sent you at the end of last season, and I loved it. I, it's like, you're right. So people have been asking us to review Ted Lasso, and it's just been one of those shows that I'm like, eh, we can skip it. But um, people seem to like it because it is nice and because um, yeah. okay. it's not... It's not steeped in, in fact, it doesn't really even acknowledge much of the existence of these culture wars that you and I touched on uh, last week and touch on from time to time because it's hard to avoid. This takes place in a world that's somewhat removed from from all that. And it's really, it's down to earth. It's about, you know, the problems of being an adult and just living life. It's a sitcom, but the situations are not goofy maybe that's why you didn't really see it as a sitcom mom you or know, funny yeah. i don't think it's funny i don't <laughs> well it tries to be funny but it's not it's, but it's nice and people appreciate the genuine warmth that ted lasso exudes and i think in that respect jason sudeikis does it does a good job you know ted is really warm and he makes you feel safe and comfortable and I think over the past couple years feeling safe and comfortable has been quite a balm for many many people I think it's a really well-made show it's nicely shot the writing yes such as it is look it's sitcom it's scrubs ish writing I'll say and Bill Lawrence who's one of the um, creators of this also is one of the creators of Scrubs um, and it has that that feel to me where the there's mm. these little zingers these sort of gentle zingers peppered throughout many of them coming out of Ted's mouth um, so there's witty remarks um, and there's little laughs around the way um, it's fun the way he phrases things it's all really anodyne I think now, this is what I expected going in, and I was looking for something extra, that sort of extra spark that makes this leap off the screen, and I didn't mm. find it. I found it a perfectly pleasant um, half hour, both the episodes I watched, and I have no intention of ever watching any more because I don't, like you say, I think I see where everything's going, and um, I'm not getting a great deal of insight from it. Right. I mean, <clears throat> I have to say, in looking at Ted Lasso, yes, he's he's a perfectly lovely man, but he's very vanilla. And, you know, sometimes I like a chocolate sprinkle or even a rainbow sprinkle. 
on my vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And I, I'm not finding any of that. You know, he has no uh, emotion. He's mm. he's sort of, um, you know, he's like a train that's on a track and you know where it's going and you know where it's going to stop and you just know everything all about it. You know, where is where is a little bit of of passion yeah or or anger or uh, utter disappointment or you know anything anything more than just nice so i think that's really astute and i i um I agree because this is the one part I think that is missing from Jason Sudeikis' performance is the show implies that underneath this sunny exterior, and sometimes shows us a little bit, but underneath this sunny exterior, there's pain and struggle for Tim. Yeah. Which, on a certain level, you assume, of course, there is because he's a human being. Um, But there's this divorce, and it's supposed to have him in pain, but I do not see it in Jason Sudeikis' performance. I don't feel the pain. I presume the pain. Uh, I feel like I'm doing the work to fill in the blanks of this character that right, I, just, right. I just don't see on the screen. So I, And certainly yeah. he has the talent to, or maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe not. And it's. I think Jason Sudeikis is great. I think he's, and I think he's excellent in this role, which is, you know, happens in a certain box. But yeah, that ex, that level of despair, of sort of human pain, he, that might not be in his wheelhouse to evoke that. It doesn't, at least, mm. certainly doesn't seem to be. Now, maybe it's also just a creative choice by himself, by the producers, the directors, what have you, right? Um, TV is a team sport. But when it comes down to it, yeah, I'm just, I wonder if maybe that's not quite as much in Jason Sudeikis' range. And the other the other thing is he, there's no coaching. I mean, we're not even seeing him do his his job. I, I just don't, you know, and I'm lost as far as that. Yeah, yeah. Get to work is what you say, huh? Well, let's let's see him. Let's see his technique in coaching. Is he? Uh, I don't know. There's just nothing to hold on to here. Well, I'm also going to say that you and I are in a certain camp as far as pop culture is concerned. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of ours, uh, more a friend of Anna's, I guess, but this is a couple friend of ours, and they were over with their kid, and they were running around in the backyard, and I was talking with um, the mom uh, of this couple, and um, we got to talking about the White Lotus, and she said, oh, I, I don't know, they're just... There, I felt like there wasn't anybody to like. There wasn't anybody to root for. <laughs> and I said, she said, do you know what I mean? I said, well, it's a satire, so I don't know how important it is. But she said, you know, the one person uh, who I felt like was a good person was, and then of course she said, Belinda, the person who runs the spa, which is like, yeah, yeah. duh. Um, and I said, well, you know, I really uh, sympathized with... Um, with Quinn, the teenage, uh, the teenager, uh, and she said, "Well, yeah, he's the he's the one pure one, but w- what about everybody else?" 
And I said, well, how much purity do you need? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. But this is, there's just this likability thing. It kind of drives me crazy because you can't really have a conversation and we couldn't really have a conversation about it. She just, she clearly became dissatisfied with me as I wasn't sympathizing with the fact that oh. there weren't enough people to sympathize with. But this likability thing I remember um, that being said about Arrested Development as well. Another um, you know, satirical oh, show Lord. filled with people who were designed to be <laughs> detestable, but you loved the characters because oh, they yeah. were so hilariously flawed, right? Um, I remember when I was working at The Daily Show going out to shoot a segment with Ed Helms, and we're talking in the car. And Ed had um, guessed it on Arrested Development, uh, and his episode had aired a few months prior to us going oh. out to shoot this thing. So I started talking with Ed about being on Arrested Development and what that was like. And, you know, he didn't have much to say about the experience. It was a pretty standard job. But then he goes off on this rant about how, man, they totally messed up that show, and nobody is likable on that show, and Jason Bateman plays that character all wrong. There's nothing like to like about him. Now, I'm sitting here in the car with, I'm working at The Daily Show, one of my comedy, you know, on my comedy Mount Rushmore at that time right. of my life. And here's right. Ed Helms talking about Arrested Development, another show I worship. And I just sat there quietly thinking, I can't believe I'm hearing this likability thing from Ed Helms, yeah. who was, I thought should should know better. But it's really, it's not about knowing better one way or the other. It's really just about personal preference. And you and I are in a camp where we don't need the people we see on screen to be likable and huggable. I think you and I both enjoy that as appropriate, right? But we don't need everybody on screen to be that no. way. In fact, we don't even need many people on screen to, to be that way. But some people do. And I think hmm. that, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think well, that, that those people are drawn to Ted Lasso. Yeah, go. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you, I learned my lesson about that watching some season of Survivor in that frequently there would be one person that you just hated and you turned in every week and wanted this person voted off, voted off. You can't stand him. You can't stand him. And once he's gone, there's no desire to come back and watch the show. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So there's the other side of yeah. not liking a particular character in a show. It's interesting. Yeah, because if you get what you want, there goes. So there is... There is that side of it, you know, is that, you know, are we tuning in to see what shenanigans are going to go on this week? Or, you know, are we looking for something to take a nice nap to? <laughs> yeah, this is a nap show for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. If you've just had your wisdom teeth pulled, 
just put this show on and get on that couch. People love it. You know, we've had a number of people emailing us asking us to review this show, and I thought the review might end up going like this. Uh, so this is another reason I avoided it, but whatever. Um, I think people who listen know you're, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but um, I can't. I can't jump on board the bandwagon with Ted Lasso. Totally inoffensive. Again, you know, it was a perfectly pleasant um, half hour when I would sit down to watch an episode, but it just um, it just slides right off the gray matter. <laughs> right? It doesn't stick with me at all. I think pleasant is such a, uh, a cruel... <laughs> well, yeah, it is. ...review. Yeah. And yet, it's. I feel it's very accurate. Yeah. So. And in uh, fairness, that's what a lot of people are looking for out of this show, right. for it to be pleasant for a half hour. And I'll, you'll get it, in my opinion, but you won't yeah. get much more than that. What's yeah. your grade for Ted Lasso, Mom? Oh, I gave it a D. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the saddest. Oh, it is. The saddest grade. This, this so. breaks my heart. This breaks my heart, this particular review. Oh, um, okay, Ted Lasso. Uh, Mom, what's your recommendation for this week? I'll tell you. I was going to recommend James, how do you say his last name? Acaster. Acaster. Acaster's yeah. classic scrapes. Um, he, this was one of the reviews that made me get this book. Richard Herring said, I don't think I've ever read a book that has made me cry with laughter as much as this one. Now, with a review like that, how could you pass this yeah, book Yeah, what, what is this, on Amazon? You saw uh, this, this review? Is on the, this is on the front cover of the book. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I said. Oh, so you know you can trust it. Yeah. That's right. Well, you can't. I haven't laughed once at, at, and apparently these are stories that he told when he was on a television show and they got great, um, uh, response. And so he put them all in a book and I tell you, I finished a really scary book last night that I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. And so before I turned off my light, I read two of his classic scrapes cause they're so boring. They soothed me took the edge but the book i'm going to recommend to you boring but soothing is the theme of the <laughs> podcast today <laughs> so that's a non-recommendation that we just got uh too bad i loved james a caster on taskmaster well uh i'll send this book along to you because maybe nah, maybe no it's... thanks okay so the book i'm going to recommend to you okay. i got out of the library and it's called when women invented television and <laughs> Uh, it says it's the untold story of the female powerhouses who pioneered the way we watch TV today. And I've only read about half of it, but it's really, really interesting. Wow. Um, talks about uh, the different Betty White is one of the women featured in here. Mm -hmm. uh, the rest we really wouldn't know, but it talks about. Uh, radio and soap operas and different things such as that and how women impacted what we came to love on television. So, wow, little pioneer history. All right. So that's a non-recommendation for James A. Caster's, what is it, Classic Scrapes, you said it was called, Mom? 
Yes. Okay. And uh, so don't. I know you're running out to the library right now. No, stop. <laughs> Listen, I'll send, listen. I'll send you my copy. Yeah, the, the actual recommendation is When Women Invented Television by Jennifer Armstrong. All right, Mom. Now, before we sign off, we will now discuss the end of The White Lotus. You have been warned. Um, Mom, I warned you. Speaking <laughs> of being warned, I warned you who would be in the box. I know. You knew. You yeah. knew. And Dad knew. Oh, dad, dad guessed Armand, too. So yes. if you're if you're still listening and don't care one way or the other about The White Lotus, this was a six episode miniseries on HBO. And the question was, we saw a box with a dead body being loaded into a plane at the beginning of the series. And the question was, um, over the course of this week at this Hawaiian resort, um, who would die? And uh, my guess was that the uh, hotel manager... Armand would end up in the box, and sadly, it was it was him. So, how did you feel about that, Mom? Well, of course, leading up to it, I don't know. I mean, I know I said I didn't like this show, uh, but I couldn't stop watching it. I was it. It was yeah, I know. Everybody behaved poorly. At You're probably going to be binging Ted Lasso as soon as we get off the, the phone here. <laughs> Such a fraud. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I thought this show was so tight and, and yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, and the ending, uh, you know, there's always a fear that when you get close to the end that it, there's going to be a disappointment, that they're, they're going to handle it in a cheesy way or some way that you really can't accept. And I think this was really a great ending, a surprise ending. And I have to say that if you're going to kill somebody, Hawaii seems to be the place to do it because it's like, okay, get on your plane, be on, be on the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we see exactly how this went down and okay. Yeah. Good old plop. Made his escape. Good old plop. <laughs> Off to Tahiti. With his wife. Yep. With his happy wife. Well, she was resolved to be happy. I I wish we could have seen. <laughs> I, I think she was resolved her. to be his wife. Uh, I don't know if she resolved yeah. to be happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a little odd, but uh, maybe he'll go to Tahiti. Maybe they'll have season two, and he'll kill someone there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll turn into a serial killer, and they can bring Dexter back. Oh, there you go. There's a show that uh, ended ignominiously. Mm. All right. Uh, so do you have a revised grade for The White Lotus after seeing the whole thing, Mom? I do. Yeah? I think if you watch the whole thing, it really is an A+, plus, uh, especially for summer. I thought it was so well done in that respect. Wow, so, we went from an F to an A+. Plus. This is unprecedented yeah. in Pop Mom history. Uh, okay. So that's now that we've told you the ending, now you know you should watch The White Lotus. So, great. <laughs> You'll still enjoy it. You'll still enjoy it very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who's in the box, really. Um, that's not what the show is about, even. Um, okay. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. A Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. Of course, the question is, what should we talk about, Mom? You got any ideas? 
Oh, we're going to find something interesting. Something interesting. That'll do. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything, but don't talk to us about Ted Lasso because we finally <laughs> took care of Ted Lasso. I hope you're happy, everybody. Uh, no, but thank you to everybody who recommended yes. Ted Lasso because it gave us something interesting to talk about. And thank you for all the recommendations you send. Even if we don't do them, we consider them, we talk about them, um, and we appreciate it. We love you is what I'm trying to say. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs>